What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. From South Bend, Indiana, you know where that's at. I don't. Where do you live? It's Sports Yak with Corey Mann and Chuck Freeby. Sports Yak is brought to you by Big and Tall Outlet. The number one most downloaded sports podcast on the Studio DNA Podcast Network. Get the Sports Yak podcast wherever you download podcasts. This is Jimmy Shorts and that's good. Live from a hotel room down the street from Santa Monica Pier, a podcast that's been trying to get out of this room for hours, but we just don't have a clue. It's Sif Pop. Welcome to Sif Pop, streaming live on Spreaker. Most weekends are available to download later in your podcast feed, unless, of course, you're a patron. And you know, patrons get perks. Patrons get those perks. I'm Aaron Dicer, and he's one of my best friends, Matt McBurney. Well, hey. The lovely and talented Matt McBurney <laughs> is joining us. And uh, each week we're going to chat about movies, television, whatever else from the pop culture universe is on our minds. Matt, thank you for joining me today. I am honored, truly. So the reason this is happening is it's our annual awards episode. So we're actually in a hotel in Santa Monica, California. We've been stuck here all day because it's been <laughs> so rainy. It has been so Seattle in Los Angeles this so, week. Yeah. Uh, no, literally, it's rained all day. Yeah, true. And not just drizzled, yeah. like actually rained. And constant. You know, and the, constant. And it wasn't just today. I mean, we got the day off yesterday. It didn't rain a lot. But I guess right. the days before that, it was raining like crazy. It's true. And, and the thing is, like, you know, I look at my weather app and it says, yeah, like two more hours and that's it. <laughs> And then it just keeps scooting it back and raining the entire time. Uh, yeah. It's like when you're waiting on somebody to get ready to go somewhere. And they're like, five more minutes. Just, I promise. Just, just five minutes. Just five really? minutes. Right. 30 minutes later. <laughs> just five more minutes. The anticipation. Yes. Yeah. No, the rain has, has definitely, the weather has definitely lied to us today. So we've been cooped in here, but we did manage to get out Sad. and see a movie. Yeah. So I thought I'd have Matt join me for the annual um awards podcast the award show podcast and what we've done is whoever i take to the awards we talk about the awards experience Mm -hmm. like how was your experience at the awards what did you like by the way in case you don't know talking about the critics choice awards which i vote in and go to every year and then uh and then we also review a movie together so it's it's your turn matt i'm i'm so excited i'm i'm so excited i've had both uh, extraordinary experiences. Uh, one will certainly go down in the history books of my life. Uh, oh, really? With le- the awards? Oh, yeah. Okay, I can't wait to talk about it. Before yeah. we do, though, do you want to tell a college story? We're college <laughs> buddies. Sometimes people like that stuff. I don't know. You know? There's something popped to my... Like, you know, we went, we met 
in college. Right. You're you're a uh, year older than I am. Yep. So, I was then too. <laughs> you were yes. Right. That was the same then. Yeah. So we met. I think pretty much the summer after my fresh. Well, we actually met during my freshman year. We did. And I and it was waiting on our wives. Wait, well, they weren't our wives. <laughs> well, at that's the time. true. They that's weren't right. always. They uh, wouldn't be our wives for another couple of years. That's right. Yeah, we have. How do, how do we say this? We were waiting on our girlfriends who were not our wives. Yes, but they are now our wives. They are now our wives. And, our soon to be wives. Right. And um, though each of us only had one of each. Current. So we yes. say girlfriends. We true. say wives. Yes. But e- each was singular at the point at the time. And uh, so yeah, we found ourselves waiting in dorm lobbies on yeah. campus for uh, you know. And or, they were in the same. They girlfriend. lived in the same dorm, and mm-hmm. so we would see each other down in the, in the lobby. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'd kind of forgotten yeah. that, that we met actually before we did stuff together. Right. And then we traveled together in a group, man, singing, doing drama yes. for uh, a year. Yeah, and influencing young lives. I, I yeah. mean, truly, when I go back there, yeah, there were things we did on stage, but one of the things I think made it really cool was the way that platform, literally uh-huh. and figuratively, gave us. Uh, kind of an avenue uh, of of trust and influence yeah. in lots of people's lives, many times young people. And then we kind of continued that even after college a little bit. We were in an improv group together right? called Instant Message. <laughs> I still have our business card. We still, yeah, still got the business, still got the old promo photos. Just in photos, case. You know, right. Just, in, just case. in case we I get I mean, these guys, these guys look about 15 years younger than you do, but I mean, uh, sure, come on out. Wait, that, I did show it to somebody recently and they're like, yeah. wait. That, that's you. Yeah, that's me. Yeah. What do you think? I have right. done this well, thing called aging. And and there were two reasons we did improv. One, because... We're lazy. <laughs> well, we, we didn't want to prepare. No, I, I think I think we were, we were at that time and still enamored by what it takes to do improv and do it well. Oh, yeah, for sure. And sometimes I think you don't even have to do it well. It's just the fact that you are courageous or goofy enough oh, yeah. to get up in front of people well, and like do Christian things Bale without a script. A, Christian Bale at the awards last night in right? one of his speeches said acting is just, you know, uh, being willing to be look like a fool, right. you know, and improv is that times 20, <laughs> you know. Right. We're like, well, let's not just do that. Let's do that together yeah. in, in front of people. But but the other reason, the other compelling reason is that the four of us guys lived in four different states. Yeah. And so the practicality of trying to rehearse something together was really not there. So we knew yeah. we were going to come from four different places to a singular location and so improv was going to be, you know, the best media for us to right. communicate what we were trying to do. Yeah. And so we went into uh, schools mm-hmm. and did assemblies, all right. sorts of fun stuff. Um, and then our families have been, you know, close ever since. We vacation yeah. together every year. And I don't just mean our two families, the, right. the other two guys that travel with us, too. So the four families. So, um so, yeah, so, I mean, that, you know, qualifies as reminiscing. If you had a story you wanted to tell, you're more than welcome to if you I, thought of one. I will let it just ooze out if our conversation takes <laughs> okay, us Okay, fair enough, fair enough. Okay, so we're going to have a good show. Um, we're, of course, going to talk about the awards, what happened on the stage, what happened off the stage. Uh, we're going to review Escape Room. We both yes. went and saw Escape right. Room today. And we got out. And we did manage to right. get out of the theater, which I thought would have been a beautiful way to promote that movie, is just right? lock people in the of theater course. with a lot of clues. It would be an experience. Nothing can go wrong with that plan <laughs> at all, that publicity <laughs> plan. Uh, no liability. So, so we'll talk about Escape Room, and then uh, we both got some buried treasure as well that we'll, mm-hmm. we will finish off with um but first let's let's talk about the the annual critics choice awards 
Uh, I do want to talk about the actual awards, right? Which probably doesn't mean as much to you as it does to me. I don't it doesn't really mean f- it doesn't mean mere, nearly as much to me, as right? That like right. you don't follow that as closely. And yeah, I guess right. I should say Matt isn't um, Matt isn't coming on as like a new guest guru. Like you're not right. a big movie person. You see a few movies each year mm-hmm. and you enjoy them, right? Um, but you're more of a casual movie goer. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I do want to talk about the awards eventually. But yeah. first, let's just talk about like the experience, like the stuff around the awards, like going. So you were the guest you've never done this before this right. is my sixth year what are some of your thoughts yeah you know, it it was like two two things at the same time on the one hand there i was starstruck i really was uh, were you really i really was yeah um and i know enough about myself that it, it will take time for me to like fully experience that like it will kind of layer in the intensity of the starstruckness because yeah. It, and there it, were a lot of stars yeah, to be struck like, by. Yeah, I mean, it really was intense, and and I have a ton of respect for these, you know, wide variety of people. But truly, like big names in the room, in proximity. So there was that side of it, but the other side of it was a sense of these are normal people who are coming to an event. Yeah, they're humans. They're they're humans. I guess yeah. that's the thing. And you know, they have a friend, a significant other, a parent, you know, yeah. whatever. Uh, that's with them and they're sitting at a table and they're laughing and they're sharing. And so I watched what is very common, natural thing for just everybody. And yet aware of the fact that these are incredibly famous people that are very accomplished in their craft. Yeah. Um, I, w- I'm not generally starstruck anymore after doing these yeah. and also, you know, being in radio and doing concerts and just, I- I've mm-hmm. seen enough people who have fame around them mm-hmm. and to see their, you know, um, what, what is it? People magazine, you know, stars are just like us, yeah. you know, I, that kind of thing. But there are still some and strangely enough, do you know who it was last night? Tell me. Patricia Heaton. Is that right? I could not keep my composure. Like, I couldn't look at her. Like, we're having... A- <laughs> I she- kept looking at her because I'm like, she's right there. Well, she sat right behind us, yeah. right? there. The, the table for the middle, the cast in yes. the middle. So she was there. But the middle wasn't in the middle. That's what was strange to me. They were... Anyways. <laughs> the daughter was there. Yeah. The husband was there for, from that sitcom. Um, I didn't see Brick or Axel or yeah. anybody else. But, um, but yeah, I don't know what... It, I don't know why. Yeah. I think because she was really uh, effusive in the conversation, like she was, you know, like I don't know. I almost got uncomfortable because I was like, you're, "But you're Patricia Heaton. Why are we, you know, <laughs> like, why are we having like, yeah?" And she, I mean, in these women are all dressed to the nines, Truth. and they all are yep. so gorgeous and look so beautiful, and mm-hmm. you know, so there, there is that male part of me too that's like. <laughs> I don't, I don't want to be a fit. Like, you know, I don't I don't want to look like I'm trying to look deep into your eyes or, you know, some kind of look around. And I'm just, I don't know. You know, I, it was weird. So, yeah. um, but that was the only one that uh, that night I got kind of starstruck by. I was able to have, you know, decent, normal, natural conversations with right. most of the others. Um, so tell me about some of your general observations from the awards. Yeah. I mean, you know, it, it was it was a really active room of, you know, there was the uh, the orderness of, OK, we're live. Uh-huh. And so we're doing what we're supposed to be doing as the audience slash participants. And then it goes to commercial and then everybody gets up and they run around and they do this thing. Well, and it was interesting, though, because for the first time in the six years I've been going, they didn't do the things that the thing that a, a most award shows do, where it's like, and when we come back, we'll see who oh, the gotcha. best actress nominees are, or whatever. Yeah. You know, no tease. It was just like all next. of a sudden it was commercial, right? 
And there was no announcement, like, we're on commercial break for three minutes. Like, none of that. Yeah. And I, I really liked that because what's crazy, and you haven't seen this, but the other five years, because of those things, it was a mad dash when commercial breaks would happen. Like, people would jump up and go. But I think because there was no cue. Right. It was just people naturally got up, yeah. walked around. And I liked it. It felt really yeah. comfortable that way. Yeah, so. I found myself... It, it, in between during those during those breaks because you you said hey you you can get up and go do yeah. what you're going to do and so i wanted to find that balance of okay i kind of want to go see who is you know near me around me that i haven't right. seen right um it, you know so there's that part of it and the other is i also want to respect the fact that you know i'm not going to you know flood into you know somebody or throw elbows to go meet somebody or whatever so I wanted to kind of find some people a little bit, you know, naturally if I could. And I yeah. did some of that, you know, probably could have done more of it, but I didn't want to necessarily be that guy too odd. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> in that regard. Yeah. No, totally. My first year, I was definitely that guy. Oh, uh, is there? Yeah. Well, no, I was, I was pretty pushy my first year and not, and not in a, and I didn't understand the, the power of conversation. I guess what I thought mm. my first year was these people don't want to talk to me. Yeah. You know, if I want a picture, I should just go up, ask for a picture and let them be on their way. Right. And so I would, you know, tap somebody on the shoulder. Hey, can I get, a, you know, a selfie? Yeah. But what I learned second year and on is go have a conversation. You know, go right. go tell them what you love about their work. Go yeah. tell them right. why they're, you know, why you find it valuable to interact with them. Mm -hmm. And then if it goes well after it's over, you can say, hey, do you mind taking a picture? And it right. feels so much better and more, you know, natural yeah. and more more comfortable to be able to do it that way. I remember after Noah Emmerich was the first uh -huh. picture last night. Last night. Mm -hmm. He was just standing there right yeah. by us. Oh, yeah, and he was having conversation and not isolated or trying to move through the crowd he just yeah. was standing where he was and so right. i kind of tapped him and told him how much yeah. i love the americans and he introduced me to some of the writers from the show that were standing there as well uh one of the creators of the show i think too and then after we had finished talking you know i just said hey can i remember know? that because he was introducing you to people and and you didn't introduce me to them and and i'm not bitter <laughs> i mean you know really it's okay <laughs> I don't think you weren't you weren't there no, with me. I, where I, you were I away. wasn't. I was okay. You were. I didn't even. I didn't, couldn't even remember where you were at that point. And when the two of you stand together, I'm incredibly short. Well, uh, that's in, true. In, in such company, that's so true. You couldn't find me at that point. Um, what was your favorite <laughs> moment of the night? This I, can be personal moment. Yeah, or it could be moment of the show too. Well, I probably person. Anyways, there there are multiple highlights for me. Go for it. Um, one of the people that I that I, I sought out, wanted to go see, and did get to see is is an actor, Freddie Highmore. Okay. And from yeah, because you watch his show. I don't watch his show. Yeah. So so we watched The Good Doctor, which is what he's in right now. Of course, he's yeah. been in a ton of stuff. Going back to August Rush was a movie he was in ten years ago or something uh, when when he was a kid. And I've watched that movie multiple times. Love that movie. It's a ton of fun. Robin Williams was in that one. A lot of fun. Now he's in a, a show called The Good Doctor, which um, the good the good witch doctor. No, no, no. The, the, the good, good doctor, doctor right? Yeah. The, no, there's no witch oh, in okay. in the Good Doctor. Right, the, okay, fair. the witch is part of the next season, I think. <laughs> but uh, the Good Doctor, and so uh, so. Anyways, I, I knew where his table was, and so I wanted to go, uh, you know, meet him. He was right. somebody I was like, I want to go meet him because not only is meaningful to me, but to my family as well because right. we watch the show. And so, I, yes, indeed, I was able to get over there and before the, uh, the event happened. And so I was able to have a little bit of extended conversation with him and, you know, stand there, shake his hand, look him in the eye, share, you know, kind of like you had prompted me, just what mm -hmm. I appreciate about his work and that show. 
and um, I was I was struck by his uh, his accent in real life, yeah, which does is does not come across in the show or at right. other times, you know. Right. Um, and then you know we had a, a, a good exchange, and uh, and then I was able to take a picture with him as well. So for me, that was one of the highlights. I actually met one of the other actors from that show um, as well, and had a fun exchange with him. But but kind of caught him when we were both you know headed a, a similar way, uh-huh. and uh, we had a fun exchange as well. And I gave him a thought that he could hopefully put into a future script. So <laughs> if, if I, so, I want to go on record right now. That that if he if if at some point in that show they they uh, recognize the McBurney point, which is a medical term and a, uh-huh. a place in the abdomen, that I I will take credit for that having the originated McBurney point. the McBurney point, which All is right. a, a legitimate thing uh, that that it, it gets into the script because I suggested it. Fair enough. <laughs> He's calling a shot. So Babe Ruth's got the bat pointing at the stands. Exactly right. <laughs> That's when it exactly happens, right. you'll all know. Well, for so many reasons, you'll know. Uh, what about in the show? What was like one of your favorite moments of the show? Um, the, you know, probably the thing uh, in the show is when it, you know, it's scripted and prepared, but then it comes across, you know, and you recognize like the honest um, emotion that the actors and actresses are experiencing when their name gets called and they go up and there's the exhilaration and you watch them kind of go through this and, you know, they want to bring their whole team with them and, you know, a lot of gratitude and things Mm -hmm. like that, you know, I mean, that I thought was genuine and true. Um, There was a a highlight for me as far as of the speeches of the night. Sure. Um, I think Lady Gaga was uh, absolutely incredible when she was Well, that moment when they started to play the piano, you know, like, you know, your time's running or whatever. Yeah. And she was like, yeah, go ahead and play. I've got no problem talking over piano. (laughs) It's like... It's so perfect. <laughs> she took away their their yeah. their, well, their so way. Well, it's so true. She, yeah, all the absolutely. time she talks over piano. Yeah, like, no problem. She's like, and almost made her that. speech better. Right. You know, <laughs> that was a great speech. Yeah, it, it was like it was thoughtful, mm-hmm. um, but it came across so genuine and humble, and then you know, emotional as well. Like she just was really transparent. I thought it was so neat, uh, to see her and Glinkos tie. Yeah. And then Amy Adams and, uh, Patricia Arquette tied. Right. Uh, which is just fascinating to me yeah. that there were two ties last night. But they, Well, and during the ties and then a number of other times, Christian Bale, I think mentioned it, you know, they, they did say this thing of, yeah, somebody gets the award, but we're not trying to compete with each other. Right. Necessarily. I mean, that, that there is this sense of camaraderie and we're applauding each other's work. And so there was a sense of that, too. Yeah. That, you know, the, the respect that they have mutually among the actors and actresses. Christian's thing was a little weird because he gave his speech for the first award he yeah. won for actor in a comedy, which right. I don't think he should have won. Like, there's something in me as a voter. Like, I didn't vote for him for actor, he, interestingly enough. And may, maybe the logic doesn't work here. Yeah. But I didn't vote for him for best actor in a comedy because I don't consider sure. Vice right. to be more of a comedy than it is a drama. I feel like it's both, and it's competing on a different level. What I like right. for the genre awards, including the actors and actresses, is to honor things that aren't often thought of as awards-worthy because they're in a genre. Gotcha. You know, so Jason Bateman in Game Night, that's right. an award-worthy performance, but it never gets thought of as one because it's comedy, right? Yeah. Yeah. Whereas Christian Bale in Vice is going to get that recognition, even though the movie is funny, and it is meant to be funny, and you could call it a comedy, I don't think that's the intent of the award. Yeah. 
to I do that. He, well, and I think he was a little taken back. I mean, right. that was his comment just about, oh, yeah. I guess this is a comedy now. Well, it was like when uh, Sandra Bullock, the first year I went, won uh, Best Actress in an Action Movie or something, which we don't do actors and actresses in the other genres anymore. She was like, um, she said something along the lines of, you know, it's good to be an action hero or something like that when she got up, you know, kind yeah. of thing. Because she's, you know, not or whatever. But, um, but yeah, so that was a little strange because he gave his full spiel. Right. Like he did his thing and right. it was funny and it was clever or whatever. And then he won the big award. Yeah. But he didn't have he a didn't speech for the right. big award. <laughs> he didn't he have gave his big left. speech for the small award. Yeah. Right. Which was a little strange and a little anticlimactic, right? right. Yeah. But you can't hold it. It's no, not like he can hold not. that speech. because no, he didn't know it was coming. Can you and imagine him stepping up and saying, thank you so much for this award. I'm going to hold my thank yous for when for I win I get later. The, yeah, right. When I get the other one, right. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's a little pretentious. Uh, yeah, for sure. Um, so who else did you meet? Anybody else you want to talk about? Um, you know, I, I mean, the, the, uh, the other person we met was uh, at our table. And that was Ed Oxenbold. Yeah. And he's, so, in, he's in wildlife. If you haven't seen wildlife, yeah. And he, so a recognizable face to me, but I did have, you know, IMDb is on my phone, and so you know, I looked up real quickly. Okay, well, that's the in? other trick, right? Yeah. You've got your phone right there, yeah. You know, um, Noah Emmerich's standing right there. What else has he been what in? Else what else can in? I mention? Right. Yeah. You know, that kind of thing. So yeah, yeah. So you know, so that was going on, uh, you know, through all of it. And so, anyways, we were at the table with him. Well, he's seventeen. Mm-hmm. He's there with his mother. They're traveling in from Australia. Yeah, uh, you know, hometown. He's been in a number of things, but uh, he was up for he was nominated for young actor. Yeah, and was young one performer. of young performer. Thank yeah. you. And uh, you know, was what one of four or five that mm-hmm. were nominated. And two and, of the nominees were at our table actually. The other right, one was Thomas right. and Mackenzie, but she, yes. uh, you know. She kind of got there right as it was starting and, and left, left before it early. was over. So, yeah. yeah, we didn't get much of a chance to hang out with her. But Yeah. But with Ed, I had a lot of dialogue with him because we were there early. You know, his mother very, you know, inclusive. And so they're both kind of handling the conversation. He was really easy to talk to and not flooded with lots of people. Right. And so there was a lot of downtime. And and I will tell you one of the fun exchanges we had is I said, okay, so, you know, if you if you get up there... You know how how are you going to approach your speech? Yeah, I and, saw you. I saw you giving him pointers, <laughs> which is so weird to do. But I thought we we had. I said, all right, you know, t- rehearse it with me a little bit, you know, because it because you know he was uh, you know understandably a little nervous about okay if I go up there yeah. and give the speech, what's that going to be like? So we just kind of talked through that, and that was a ton of fun. You know, for me, I guess to some degree to go to feel like well, I could contribute at some point to what's going on at the night. Um, because it was funny when I met, you know, some of the other folks around the room, they would say, oh, you know, are you, um, you know, they were asking what role I am. Am I a critic? Things like that. I'm like, mm-hmm. no, I'm the guest of a critic. I'm, yeah. I'm the lowest man on the totem pole in the room. <laughs> and <laughs> so, uh, so it, anyways, it felt good in that moment to maybe, uh, I helped contribute a little bit to at least his thought. We had that. a good time. And one thing I've realized last year and this year, are the only two years I've sat at a table with nominees yeah. and, uh, and for whatever reason I'm getting to sit at some closer tables, hey, which is great. But, our, the location of our yeah, table, our table was extraordinary. Was, was great this year. It was middle, a little bit back of the room, yeah. but not um, not way back. Uh, so yeah, so it was, it was a great seat. But what I've realized is 
there is something different about sharing table space mm -hmm. with a nominee mm -hmm. than even having a decent conversation in the room yeah. because it's just you're you know you just they're like I don't know it's almost a friendship that develops yeah, right. at some level at some you know well, small level I feel like you know I sat next to Randall Park last year um, and at some small level I feel like if I ran into Randall Park. I could maybe say, hey, and he might say, oh, hey, I remember us. Yeah, you know what I mean? Right. Whereas yeah, there was enough time. Of yeah, like, there was enough time that yeah. something might stick, which is an interesting kind of, you know, thing. Um, but if the same about Ed, you know, yeah. this year. Right. And, you know, what a cool kid. Yeah. And I loved how much he loved the experience. Yeah. I loved how genuinely happy he was for Elsie Fish, uh, Fisher when she won the award. Right. Another great moment of the night when she was like, peace and love. and. <laughs> <laughs> so great. Um, so, so yeah, no, I, I thought that was a, a great experience. Um, what about the host? What did you think of Tay Diggs? You know, I, 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 I didn't know about him, you know, really much uh, mm -hmm. beforehand. What I liked the way he approached it. It was fun. It was upbeat. He wasn't like, he wasn't constant. So no offense, but it's like, they did a whole lot of different ways to get in and out of each segment. Yeah. Not just it rests on the host to kind of carry the ball all the time. He did a wide variety of things. So he started, of course, on stage, seemed pretty relaxed and comfortable in his skin. Yeah, that was that was my main thing is how relaxed he was. Yeah. Like of all the hosts that the the wards I've been to have had, yeah. he seemed the most able just to well improvise yeah. like he just seemed mm -hmm. the most able to if we're coming back from commercial break and people aren't in their seats yet to razz them give them a hard time you know just to go yeah. with whatever was happening right as opposed to oh i got a teleprompter i gotta read and i got a bit i gotta do yeah. um i i thought he did really well yeah teleprompter was not far from us so it was easy for us to kind of turn around and you know i could look and kind of see what is the script supposed mm -hmm. to be and so we could see that thing of He's following it, but he's not reading it. You know, he really seemed to be, you know, in the moment, well prepared. You know, he he did a lot of bits in different spots around you mm -hmm. know, the floor, and those popped up somewhat randomly. You know what I mean? And I just liked the the wide variety of it in that regard. Um, what about presenters? What were some of your favorite uh, presenter moments? Uh, um, you're going to reference it, I, and I'm forgetting their names, but the, the two oh, that Catherine came out. Catherine O'Hara and Eugene Levy? Yeah, yeah, talk about that. I mean, that was just kind of well, an incredible it was a moment, moment. right? Because they were just coming out to present. Right. And people love them, and people express their love to them, and then and more people, and then all of a sudden, it's like they're getting a, an ovation, absolutely, just for coming out to an present an award. Ovation. And an ovation. And you know what was hilarious about it is their whole shtick presenting was to be like you know critics giving like little quotes about their you know never has an award presenter you know been this spectacular or whatever right. and it's like and they just I mean, and they, they were, were that awesome and they yeah. were that awesome so yeah, yeah no i i really like them i thought ben stiller was great right um his whole editing thing <laughs> was great. uh well that, yeah because we bought in we were totally in yeah and then, and then his kicker at the very end was, you know, another great thing about editing is it can save you when a bit's gone on too long before you even finish the finish sentence. That. Yeah, right. It went into the next thing. Yeah. Um, I thought, yeah, I thought overall the that production element of the bits, the person. Now there were there were some dry, awkward presenters oh, yeah. too, and right. that's always going to happen. But I thought overall it was it was pretty good this year, pretty fun show. And the other thing was we watched a little bit of it when we came back to the hotel because you know on the West Coast it airs delayed, delayed. Mm -hmm. and man, you forget like how 
tight the TV production yes. is. It's a whole different show watching right. it on TV. Yeah. And uh, yeah, you impressive. Realize, it's really impressive. Yeah. It, it, well, yeah, and the, the look of the room, because, you know, we're looking there at the room, like at the brightness of it and the yeah. brilliance of the colors. But you look at what it is on screen, and it's like, man, it's that much more. And I, I mentioned to you when we watched it uh, on, on television, and we were seeing the Ben Stiller part, you know, I was watching his mannerisms and his delivery, and his delivery was, you know, we're in the room with him, but it's it's kind of understated. Right. You know, kind of the shoulder shrug kind of deal as far as the delivery. But that comes across really well on screen because it is such a tight shot. Yeah. Yeah, I, I thought it was done really, really well. Um, anything, any, what would you do to improve it? Let's just, let's finish there with the, before we get into the actual awards themselves. What would you do to improve it? Anything? Yeah, um, as far as the production value Anything. or the experience of the night? Come, yeah, you come away from that and you go, hey, you know, if I were in charge of everything. Oh, yeah. If Matt McBurney was the president of the universe. <laughs> Which I am vying for. I'm, I'm hoping for that would particular Would you build position. a wall around the universe? <laughs> No, what would you what would you do differently? That's a different that's a different conversation. <laughs> that's a different podcast. Oh, uh, that's right. Um, I, I you know it's it's a random few thoughts. I I think I would find a way to help create more opportunity and intentionality for there to be more mixing. Yeah, but yeah. see, that's an inside the room decision. That's not a production. That, you know what I mean? Yeah. Right. Like, no, 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 and, no. And that's what I'm saying. Like my thoughts are varied. Yeah. Um, what would I do from a production standpoint? Boy, I'd have to think about that. Yeah. As far as Changing it, I, I'll and I didn't. I didn't mean it was a bad answer. It's a great answer. Oh no, it's I just, a great I just answer. Mean I'm if you're in charge of something and you want to do that, you have to make sure it doesn't affect the ability to produce the show. Yeah. And what happens is that that's great for me and you, right? But for the celebrities, that's not an that's attractive feature. Yeah. You know what I mean? Except, that's that's not a that's not a, a bonus. Except that th they are now. There's the TV audience they're playing to, but mm -hmm. that night is about the critics. And I mean, yeah, but well, I mean, what these I mean people, is, right? I mean, but I'm I'm saying for them to have more interaction with the critic base, I think could be very positive all the way around. Yeah. Um, I, I just think I, just I, think do, I don't think it's an. I I think it's almost a disincentive for them though to know they have to. They have to work. They have to the be crowd. on in that different way. You yeah, know? gotcha. They're already come. They're already coming to be nervous about if they're going to win an award, <laughs> right? You know, kind of thing. Well, and, and one of the things that, that I, I heard from you and from others that had been there a number of times is how well attended it was by, you know, yes. many many stars. So they're obviously doing some things right from a consistency yes. and a timing yeah, standpoint so. to get that kind of commitment. Uh, from so many. So, you know, that's obviously going well. I, I think, you know, now that I've given a, a little thought to it, there were some bits, as we mentioned, like the Ben Stiller one and some of the things that Tay Diggs did that were really creative, but there were other other intros, other appearances that were not. Yeah. And so why why would some be written in to be really crisp and funny and engaging and others be very matter-of-fact. Like, well, why and the do Chuck Lorre thing was really tough for me because he's a great writer, obviously. Yeah, I mean, all the right. shows he's worked on yeah. or whatever. And it just, it felt like it just, it just it so killed dry, any momentum. Right. And it was so dry. And even, even them introducing him right. was supposed to be fun because they were reading his vanity cards. But the way it was done it was didn't just, come across. it didn't so, work. It didn't so feel like it worked. So that's the thing. It's like they had these really great moments, but it's like, you know, you could definitely find the low points in the night. There were a number of them 
in comparison. And I go, man, if you're producing that, man, write all of it that way. Yeah. You know? Yeah. The other thing I would change? Yeah. The food. Yeah. What in the world? Nobody it's never ate the been food. Good. No, it's it, never it, been good. It, it Nobody touches nice, it. But why in the world? <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't I had a get breadsticks, and I right. had some of the chocolates. Yeah, why in the world put do you, do you plates even put a plate out of there? food yeah. that, that you you have no intention that people are going to eat because nobody ate, and they were handing ice cream around all. Night. <laughs> it's just odd. Now, don't get me wrong; the ice cream is delicious, but it was it was an odd thing. So I'm going. Yeah. If you're going to do food, make it good food. Um, I, that's just my other thing. No, no, no. That's true. <laughs> yeah. Why even put the plates out in the first place? I'd actually love a shot at producing that event. Yeah? Oh, yeah. All right, I'll get your name in the hat. Hey, please do. We'll see how that I, goes. I, that's right. Uh, I'm not going to spend a lot of time on the TV stuff, just because it's not usually necessarily what we talk about this time of year on Other this podcast. Other than The Good Doctor. Uh, did The Good Doctor win anything? No. I, okay. I, they all won right. my heart. That's what they did. Um, although there were some interesting you know, winners there, and of course we noticed when Noah Emmerich, who we were hanging out with before, yes. won. You said uh, we, thank you. But for supporting you, I watched you hang out with Noah Emmerich. You watched me hanging out with. The Americans did very, very well. Um, so, yeah, uh, and good the on The TV them. show, you mean? Yes. Okay. Yes, the TV show. I was, I was afraid that you were uh, categorizing Fon- Fonzie won. For uh, for Barry Henry Winkler got his win mm-hmm. so yeah so there's some good stuff marvelous Mrs Maisel still doing really well won several awards but um, uh, let's talk about the movie awards um, best score was First Man mm-hmm. great very happy about that best song was Shallow from A Star Is Born I think that right. was kind of probably the most obvious award yeah even of when the it night. was introduced a lot of applause around the room yeah. for it nobody's yeah. in doubt that that's going to keep winning in the awards uh black panther won best visual effects mm-hmm. good to see black panther uh, get a win hair and makeup went to vice which makes sense with you know how much oh, they yeah. look like people it should be hair makeup and weight gain <laughs> <laughs> best best nutritionist transformation that's right i, I or do anti-nutritionist right. however they gain. he did thank his doctor i was gonna say i thought it was really thought it was like you know this guy helped me gain a lot of weight and not die in the process right. so which thought, is legit you know absolutely. to figure out how to do that in uh, at least a little bit of a healthy way yeah um yeah that was that was definitely interesting uh best costume design went to black panther so another award for them that's great uh, editing went to first man which i was very happy to see first man get a couple of awards because i think that movie has become lost in the awards conversation it's mm. a great movie um and then roma won best cinematography uh as well as best director for alfonso Cuarón mm-hmm. and best picture so, yeah, right. you know, Roma had probably the best night. And it's it's interesting because, I mean, it, you've listened to this podcast. You know how much I love the movie. You right. know, yeah. it's, you know, obviously my favorite movie of the year. But it's been weird because the Golden Globes couldn't nominate it based on their rules. They're not yeah, allowed to nominate right. a foreign language film, which is strange. Mm-hmm. So nobody really had seen it go up against these other movies in a big award show and this is the first time so i don't it's going to be an interesting academy awards because i mean that group is a lot bigger you know that's a you know the thousands of people instead of you know the 400 or so Mm -hmm. that vote in this Mm -hmm. and um but so it'll be interesting to see you know if that continues in that way uh first reformed and if beale street could talk won the screenplay awards Good on them. Roma also won Best Foreign Language Film, which makes sense. Oh, yeah. Right? Right. Except for a lot of the critics' associations are giving foreign language to other movies and then giving Roma Best Picture, which I don't understand. My logical (laughs) brain can't fathom this. 
I don't get it. Uh, Quiet Place won Best Sci-Fi Horror Movie. Man, Mission Impossible won Best Action Movie. Yes, as it should. And Crazy Rich Asians won Best Comedy. And that's great because those are all genre movies. Yes, I right. love that. You know, it's mm-hmm. not – see, if Vice had also won Best Comedy, that's what I'm talking about. Then I would have been a little disappointed. Right. But but the fact that, you know, Crazy Rich Asians won it is – that's that's what I like about our genre awards is mm-hmm. their actual genre movies. Yeah. Um, it's not um, – they call it category fraud, you know, <laughs> where, you, where you put something in a category just so it will win. Um and then let's see. Actor was Christian Bale. Uh, actress in a comedy was Olivia Coleman from The Favorite. That's a little bit of category fraud to me. Not that The Favorite isn't a comedy, but again, it's one of those funnier movies that has humor in it that is bigger than that. It's not just a genre movie yeah. in that way. But I think you know, with with its naming, it, it certainly lent itself to <laughs> being uh, an award winning. It was kind of funny the way the way that the script rolls out and The Favorite. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, best animated feature, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, which mm-hmm. is a great movie. Although I'm obviously Pixar guy, wanted Incredibles two to win. Yeah, I have no problem right. with Spider-Verse winning. What I don't like about animated feature now for us is we don't give the award in the show anymore, and I think it hinders the animated, um, the people involved in those animated films coming to the show. Yeah, like there's right, not there, right. there's not as much investment in you know because nobody's giving a speech, none of that kind of stuff. And that's a selfish thing for me because I wanted to meet Brad Bird. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, and really, at the end of you the day, you need to it's make sure me. your voice is heard. Aaron. That's right. That's right. Um, heard for Bird. So uh, let's see what else. I think I mentioned pretty much uh, everything else other than the main acting prizes: Regina King, supporting actress; Mahershala Ali, supporting actor. That's chalk. I think everybody expects them to win. Um, the best actress tie we already kind of talked about, mm-hmm. Glenn Close and Lady Gaga. That was a ton of fun. And then Christian Bale winning best actor. So overall, I think those are great awards. And I think yeah. there'll be a lot of similarity to what the, the Oscars do here in a month or so. So well, and around fun. the room, it, it didn't seem like any of those awards were, you know, where people were like, what? You know, there, there was a lot of like uh, excitement and camaraderie and support yeah. and standing O and you know, a bunch of those things for the people when they were That has been one of the, I have two main observations that I think most people, I'd like a lot of people to know in doing this for six years. Number one, these human beings by and large, and I know, I know it's an event where they are on in some way, but by and large, they are, they are nice people. Like, you know, the interactions I've had down the line have been pleasant wonderful they they give their time they don't have to you know if there has been a cold moment or two i get it i understand it you know what i mean Mm -hmm. like so but nobody has been mean or a jerk or any of that at all right didn't yeah nobody was too good no um a couple had bodyguards but (laughs) that's true (laughs) so but i i have to believe that's practical yeah i have to believe that's practical yeah otherwise Uh, the whole night is yeah. just craziness. I remember. Yeah. I remember when uh, I talked to Matt Damon when my mom came with me, and yeah. I, you know, I started the way I always do, telling him, you know, how much I love his career and the movies I love, and then I said it would mean the world to my mom if she could take a picture with you. And so she came over, and then he was like, "Can can I stay seated? Because if I stand up, it becomes a whole thing." And I was like, yeah, I never even thought of that. Like, yeah. even just the decision right, to stand up. When I stand up, yes. my life changes. Yeah. 
Isn't that interesting? Like, yeah. I just that was fascinating. To well, me. And, and it's practically true. Yeah, I was watching Patricia Heaton. For yeah. a moment, she would stand up. Yeah, and she wasn't. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she was not. I kept looking back. She kept looking at me. Did she? Because I kept looking back. <laughs> because I kept waiting for her to stand up. Because but, that would be a signal that I could that approach. I could at least approach and yeah. say hello and greet her. I wasn't going to do it if she's sitting and leaning into conversation right. around the table. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's, Sorry to me to take that away, but no, no, no. It, it's that true. is kind of the that it, that is and was kind of the signal last night. It's it's absolutely fascinating. So that's one thing is that these people, you know, are are genuinely nice people and i talked yeah. about that so long i forgot the second thing but if i remember yeah. it i'll, I'll <laughs> you know, come back to one it one of the things i thought was fun is ben stiller stopped by the table at the end last night yeah to uh congratulate ed at our table yeah uh for his being nominated i didn't hear the conversation right. but really cool ed's mother was there and you know she was really into this and you were kind enough to take the photo of ben with ed yeah which she really appreciated then you got your own nicely That's done right. yes um, but anyways, that, that was, it was cool to watch from the eyes of the mom, yeah. what it's like for her kid to kind of get this attention and go through yeah. this. And that, that was neat. I remember the second thing. Thank you for vamping for a I'm while. I'm there for you. Uh, no, the second thing is, because this is what we were, we were talking about. The second thing is these people genuinely are happy for each other. Yeah, like when Shape right. of Water won last year, um, the other nominee tables you know, we're thrilled when, uh, you know, Elsie Fisher won last night, the, the, you know, the kids at our table that were also nominated yes. were thrilled, yeah. you know, the reaction on Glenn Close's face when she found out it was a tie is real. She was so yeah. happy to be able to, be able to know, share it, to be yeah. able to share it, you know, and right. Amy Adams too. And I yeah. actually think Amy Adams made a poor decision in having them come up and do it together, even it, though it was a moment and it was right. interesting. It, it, There's it, a reason you need to do it yeah. one after another. It right. becomes a little weird and you kind of steal from each other. And... Well, and what happened is if if one recognized a group, the mm -hmm. other had to recognize that group or else it's incredibly right. left out. Yeah. So it ended up being the longest. Yeah. It was more than twice as long of yeah. a single speech for the entire night. Yeah. So, but they are genuinely happy for yeah. each other and it's, it's kind of cool. Cool to see. Um, the only moments I didn't talk about that I will talk about is uh, Damien Chazelle. Got to meet uh, Damien, who I, is a director I am enamored with after his first three movies. Uh, and he, it was interesting because uh, I just went to tell him how much I appreciated him, and I said something about how uh, not since my mom introduced me to Hitchcock when I was a kid have I been this enamored with a director yeah. and what the choices they're making. Right. And that connected with him because his mom introduced him to Hitchcock as a kid as a way to kind of get him into you know movies and that kind of stuff too. So we like immediately connected, and so we had this great conversation and then they were like okay you know 10 seconds till air and so then i gotta get back to my seat and he's just like hey make sure you come back so we can get a picture and i was like oh, cool awesome that's yeah thank you my friend <laughs> damien <laughs> shall i get your cell number um so that was super super cool right. uh, to be able to have that conversation with him and we'll stand out as um of the six years i've gone one of the two best moments, the other one being J.J. Abrams, and I had a similar mm -hmm. conversation as well. Um, so, yeah, it's the directors for me. I know everybody else is, you know, yeah, wanting to go actors, hang out with right. Ryan Gosling and, you yeah. know, Nicole Kidman and right. all that. But, man, for me, it's seeing Alfonso and Damien Chazelle and all those guys are, you know, different directors, different years. So, One of my other observations. What's that? I have another observation. Go for from it. From the night. 
um, to see somebody in real life, um, no longer do they have the advantage-disadvantage perspective that, uh, that cameras give to them. And so it was funny to me to see some actors who are smaller than I imagined them to be. Yeah. Um, Willem Dafoe, for example, when he came in, it's like, man, he's a, he's a tiny little guy. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, and some of them I kind of expect them to be, but I was kind of aware of that. And on the other hand, some that are extraordinarily tall. Yeah. I was just struck by how some of them are in real like life. Like the dad from the middle. Yeah, my word. He looks down at you. I think we're about the same height, yeah. No, I think, I th- no, I I think he's certain. No, I think he's 6'6". Okay, six, right. six. okay, I believe you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but a, again, you know, a really tall guy. But I was just, I was kind of struck by that. Nicole Kidman walked by our table. Yeah. And I was struck by what appeared a- to be a very... After you, after I helped you up off the ground. <laughs> I was like, there's Nicole Kidman. <laughs> uh, but she, but seemed taller, I think, than I, I knew her to be. But yeah. I, I wasn't standing... But uh, anyway, she seemed she seemed taller than yeah. I guess I expected. I don't know. You seem see well. It, I've said this about landmarks, like you know mountains. They don't look the same in person as in a picture. You yeah. just can't get the full right. idea of the you know the three dimensions, yeah. right? And it's the same with people. You right. just don't get the full idea of what a human being looks like until you're actually in the same space as them. Yeah. You can see pictures all you want, but it flattens it out. It, it makes it different. Well, that, and it, I, you know, the Freddie that I went and talked to and, mm-hmm. um, you know, Richard from, uh, you know, from Good Doctor as well. I'm, I'm a few inches taller than both of them. Yeah. You know, as a, a very, you know, I'm, I'm 5'10", yeah. right? So I'm a few inches taller than both of them. And so... Um, you know, anyways, just aware of the fact that, I don't know, the, the height of people and the scale, the whole thing. I, I heard know. an interesting theory, and then we'll, then we'll actually get on to reviewing a movie here. Oh, man. Um, so, no, this is the exciting part, Matt. Oh, the oh, review, oh, the gotcha. Is, the review is why people listen. Oh, right. <laughs> They've been waiting patiently for us to be going on about just the review awards. review a movie. Um, <laughs> so, uh, I heard a recent uh, theory that, you know, it, it's been rumored... I think fairly heavily that Tom Cruise will only work with people who are about his height or smaller. Well, Tom Cruise is a you know a small dude to begin with. Right. It's rumored that a lot of reason that a lot of actors are small is because everybody keeps making other people coming up smaller than them. Yeah, right. <laughs> so, <laughs> right. so eventually, <laughs> you know, you've just got five foot two actors and that's all you've got. Well, Ed is a 17 year old. You yeah. know, I mean, he's, he's got work for a while. I just, I so. thought that was a funny theory. <laughs> I'm sorry, Aaron. It may shoot down your opportunities. Yes, no, absolutely. I think those opportunities were gone a long time ago. Um, all right, let's do some, uh, let's talk about the movie this week. Okay. Uh, let's talk, a little bit about escape room yes you want to control your life but life isn't a science experiment you can't contain your world forever try doing one thing that scares you over break okay yeah this serves as an entry voucher for me escape, escape rooms, rooms. be the, the first, first to escape our most immersive room, room yet and win a million dollars So, uh, when does the game start? 
Six adventurous strangers travel to a mysterious building to experience The Escape Room, a game where players compete to solve a series of puzzles to win $10,000. What starts out as seemingly innocent fun soon turns into a living nightmare as the four men and two women discover each room is an elaborate trap that's part of a sadistic game of life or death. The movie is called uh, Escape Room. Um, It is kind of this new version or genre of pg-13 horror you know like i think of like happy death day you know last year was another kind one in this kind of i'm i'm wondering if maybe i like horror more than i think i do if it's toned down a little bit right that maybe it's like the blood and the gore and the stuff that turns in the darkness that turns me off a little yeah you know um not that there wasn't darkness in this movie but yeah there was darkness in it and startle yeah, but, and that yeah. kind of thing. Um, but it's interesting to kind of see this. This oh, we're going to do PG thirteen horror, and what does that look like? Well, right. Quiet Place was kind of yeah. you know in the same oh, my vein, word. right? Uh, in that way. So here's where we usually start. Uh, did you like it? Love it? Dislike it? Hate it? Or it was just okay? Yeah, I'd say like it. Liked it. Yeah, I so liked you had it. a good time. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, I had a good time. Um, I, and I and and you uh, you kind of described something that I like about it when. When something goes too dark, too mm-hmm. gory, too just gruesome, worst of humanity, yeah, like that, I, I can't get away from that. It takes me a while to get away from that. That yeah. for me is not. It's no longer fun. Well, it's not what I enjoy about it, and I get yeah. the sense that for some people it is. You know, I get the sense Ooh. that that for some people it is. You know, the the gore and the violence and the you know that it because it's such a, a deeper scare. You know that they want that that feeling or that reaction. Yeah. At least that's again, I don't understand horror at its core. And people who listen to the show, you know, uh, if you're a horror fan, how how much I don't get horror. We've had those conversations many times. Um, but I'm with you. I'm in the liked it camp, firmly yeah. in the liked it camp. But yeah. um, I didn't love it. Um, but it's certainly good enough uh, that I that I would say I liked yeah. it. I had a good time with this movie. It's not perfect, you know. There's there's certainly some things we'll talk about in the negatives, but um, but overall, this is a really fun watch. Yeah, and and again, you know, you laid out just in the description, you know, you know, to some degree, you go, okay, well, where's the surprise? You know, I just heard the right. summation of the show, but actually, I thought they did a, a pretty good job at some. A number of surprises along the way. Well, one thing that, that that I liked that plays into that is the structure. I like the way they structured the story in this movie. In general, I don't like the thing where you play something from the end of the movie at the beginning yeah, and right. then find your way back to it. Yeah. Um, so many days earlier. Right? Yeah. I kind of liked it here. Yeah. I kind well because it was. It was quick for one. Right. There wasn't a lot to it, but it also kind of summed up exactly the tone of this movie. Yep. In that opening scene, it was exactly mm-hmm. this is the movie. Right. You know what yeah. I mean? Right. And yeah. just because we know it's coming, yes, it does affect our ability to understand, you know, certain characters who are or aren't, you know, in life or death, you know, situations. Um, it does kind of spoil it a little bit, and I always I don't like that, but it. But it's a purposeful spoil to, you know, help bring you in. Um, so I kind of went back and forth on that. But I think at the end yeah, of the day, I'm speak okay. So generally, so we don't ruin it, right? Well, we'll, we'll talk spoilers. <laughs> um, we'll do we'll do a little bit of a sift spoil on this yeah. once we're done here. But but yeah, for now, I would just say the structure is interesting enough to me that I think um, made it likable. You know, was part of the right. the good stuff. What else did you like about it? 
Uh, you know, one of the things, and, and again, not not trying to go too far with it, but there there are times that um, um, there were temperatures. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So I won't give too much away. But anyways, there were there were times that uh, you know that that somebody was warm or somebody was cold or whatever, and I felt that way. I found yeah. myself like I got cold when they were getting cold, you know, yeah, I mean, yeah. that kind of thing. And so I really found myself, you know, kind of with with them. Uh, in the escape room, if you will, yeah, um, you know, at different times. So I really did find myself in the story, not just observing the story. Yeah, and so that for me is always a plus. It and that probably goes back a little bit. If things are too gruesome, I can't put myself can't, yeah, in you it. Can't put yourself I have to into hold it. it. I right. have to consciously go, ah, this isn't real. Yeah, just disconnect. But I didn't find that I had to put up those guards. I was able to kind of play into the story and kind of feel like I was there with them. Yeah. Um... So the tension, I yeah. think, is I would speak yeah. to in this movie. Is the really other thing good. I would say is they. I think the way they set it up, I cared about the characters. They gave me enough. Yeah, they didn't go too far, but they gave and me not enough. with all of them. That right. was I found they, that fascinating as well. Yeah, that the movie did such a great job of. Um, Okay, here's some here's just enough backstory on these people to um, be invested, to find them yeah. likable in some ways, unlikable in other ways, you know, to get to know them. And here's a couple characters you've never met before. Exactly. They could yep. be anything. And what that does is it starts your mind playing with, oh well, I wonder if you know who that is. What are they what are they right. part Can I of trust this? Them? Can yeah. I trust them? That's right. beautiful because yep. you have this group where you have people you know and people you don't know, right. which is life. Yeah. You know, that's real life when you go into situations. So, yeah, I thought that that's a very smart move on the movie's mm -hmm. part to set that up. And it speaks to another part of the movie that I loved, which is just, it is just a simple, here's the concept and we're going to do that right. concept movie. Mm -hmm. And I love that. One of, the, one of the things that bothers me about high concept movies is... When they have this high concept and then they don't bother to actually do it, you know, they, they, they'll do it for a little bit and then it'll do something else and go somewhere else. And this is a contained high concept movie mm -hmm. that, that is as advertised, yeah, we, you know, well said. right. It, it is what I expected it to be. Yeah. And, and it is what it wants to be. Yeah. You know, right. So, so I, I really think that serves it well. You're going from escape room to escape room. You're doing puzzles, figuring out how to, you know, get out of them. Certainly there's underlying themes and, you know, stuff about – and really this is – you could say this movie is about how life is an escape room. You know, this, yeah, this is a right. movie about something, which I always love, in that you're, you're hearing – I don't want to give a lot away. We'll talk about it in, in spoilers – but you're you're with characters whose stories um, play into the concept of the movie, and because of that, you you know you're thinking on a deeper level about your own life as an escape room. You know, life is figuring out the clues around you and figuring out how to go to the next level. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, right. So it's it, it's it's it was really fascinating for me to think of it that way. And I love that the movie just did that time after yep. time after time was like, okay, now we're on to, you know, level 1B, you mm -hmm. know, you know. It's, and, and there was a thing about, um, you know, it, it preys on our fears as audience, but it preys on their fears as characters. Mm -hmm. And so how do you face your own fear? You know, that's that's something that we have to do in our own life if we're going to get past ourselves. Yeah. Um, anything else you want to mention on the positive side that you liked about the movie specifically? What did you think of the performances? 
you know, they're, again, they're all convincing. pretty unknown actors and yeah, actresses. Right. I think I had I seen um, uh, what's the guy's name that's in it? Uh, Tyler Labine. I've seen in some TV shows um, before. He was the bigger guy with the beard. Okay. Uh, I've seen him in a few things, but uh, oh, and in uh, in Deborah Wall, I've I've seen in stuff as well. Um, but Taylor Russell, the main girl, yeah, she'd never seen her before in anything, and I thought she was fine. Uh, Logan Miller was great. Um, I I just thought down the line the the six that they got mm-hmm. were fine. I mean, yeah. we're not talking, you know, blow me away. I'm you know weeping with them kind of performances. Right. We're talking about characters who are exactly the character they're supposed mm-hmm. to be. And they, you know, are doing what they're supposed to be doing yeah. and bringing you in in that way. I also thought it was really funny. I thought, yeah. like, the interaction of the characters. Right. Um, which I is laughed out loud a few times. Yeah. I mean, it was just like, okay, that's really clever. Yeah. The way they would razz each other yeah. or, you know, whatever seemed really funny to me. <laughs> that's true. Uh, the director is uh, Adam Robitel, who has done a couple other horror movies, but not a lot else. Mm-hmm. It would be interesting to see what he does. Um, any negatives that you wanted to bring out? Uh, not a negative. I was just going to make the comment of they set up the sequel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we can talk about that. I think that sequel. is kind of a negative. In fact, one of my biggest negatives is the end of this movie. Um, I think it goes on a little bit long because yeah, they're right. trying so hard. To, the... <laughs> they're trying so hard to set up the sequel that you know all that stuff about keeping it tight and doing what you know delivering on the concept does kind of go away for like the last 15 20 minutes of the movie yeah um you know once a certain point is reached it just it dragged out and it was just because they want you know to set up the sequel i will say i don't mind the world building you know like sure like right. there's more to this universe yeah, this is and, a bigger thing oh, there's more to saw, figure right. out but you got to yeah. figure out a way to just tease that quickly and get the credits rolling and you know, I, if you made a good movie, I'm not going to be any more or less inclined to be excited for a sequel right. because you're more explicit or less explicit about it. Right. You know what I mean? So it, Yeah, and actually, I yeah. didn't need that to be excited right. about a sequel. If another Escape Room movie comes out, I'm if you made a good movie, which I think you did, and I'm already going to be like, yeah, I'd like to see another. And, and then I like sometimes when the sequel comes out, they do a little roll back oh, into sure. the first yeah. one and then take you there. They merge you in. Right. And that setup I think could have been the start of the last one or the next yeah. one. You know what I mean? And that would have been good enough. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I do think the the end dragged on a, a little bit too long. The other thing I always don't like with high concept movies, and this movie does fall into it, is that for some reason, and I think it's because they think it needs to be uber exciting and uber visually interesting, they just create uh, situations and technologies that just are impossible. They just they don't exist. Like it it doesn't it doesn't work. And I'll get more specific in spoilers. Everything worked. Point, Aaron. <laughs> Come on. But but movies will do this where it's like if you could just make this more real, like yeah, if somebody could right. actually, actually do, do that, this, yeah. all of a sudden it's even better. Yeah. But because you want something clever or cool, you're putting things on the screen and the 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 excuse is usually well because rich people you know, because rich people can have access to technology. You know what I mean? Yeah, right. But it's but it's just not true. We're just not there yet to yeah. be able to do some of the things, you know, that you see here. Um, and some of them, I think, are actually impossible. Like, I don't understand, you know, the, the concept of them. Yeah. So, um, 
and in spoilers, maybe I'll maybe we can yeah. go into some of those specifics. But I I don't like that because it does take me out of the movie a little bit. Where I'm like, you know, well that's just that's just not real. And I know I'm watching a movie. Right. I know it's not real, but I want to be but invested yes. in a way right. that allows me to feel like, oh, that could really happen. Right, because you know? that is what what and for a lot of this movie, a deeper level of fear. You do feel that way for yeah. a lot. I mean, right. for some of these rooms, you do feel like that. I would say this: the first room specifically, without giving anything away. Yeah, I think it's pot. I think you could do something like that. Right. Um, you know, without getting too deep into the science of it, but some of it you don't even have to get deep at all before you're like, nah, yeah, no, you can't do right. this. Yeah. So that that does kind of bother me a little bit, but overall, I had a good time. Yeah. What would you recommend? Like, as far as people going or not going, or you know, I, um, I, I would say, and again, it's a PG thirteen, so you know, language was not pervasive. Uh, in that regard, there were words. It was English. They spoke English. It was English, English yeah, the entire time. Uh, not a performed film uh, award in that <laughs> regard. Um, it, it was, um, uh, it, you know, it does have some darkness to it. It's it's a darkness of humanity when you've got right. horror. So I would say just be aware of that. You know, I was thinking about, you know, I have a 13-year-old. Would I let my 13-year-old watch this? Yeah. And some of it is, you know, and I would say, yeah, I probably would. Um, uh well, that would be your your PG part, your parental guidance. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. Part. It is, and he's thirteen. But the, I've always told my kid that isn't that's not a license. <laughs> you know, it means that we have a discussion. But I would go, would I let my PG thirteen or you know, my thirteen year old watch this one? And I would go, yeah. I don't think it's so dark in humanity. Yeah, that it's too much, and it certainly was not you know so gory or whatever like that. And it's a pretty interesting storyline. You know what I mean? I'm interested to hear other people's thoughts on it. I'm. Uh, it's a definite recommend for me. I think it's a good time at the movies. Yeah. Uh, I think it's you know interesting and fun enough. If you can get by the little distractions, um, I I think you'll have a good time with it. The performances are fine. Mm -hmm. Nothing spectacular, mm -hmm. but they're fine and they work well together. Good chemistry in the cast. Yeah. I thought mm -hmm. so. Good. Yeah, stuff there was there. a sense that you you felt like there was distance from them. Yeah. And then you see at points where they begin to band up and then mm -hmm. band together. Yeah. And and that was interesting to watch a progression that I thought was a level of depth. I would say I don't know that it's really a criticism but just a, a you know something I noticed. It the the characters are a little bit stereotypical in that regard. Yeah, sure. If you were just going to write down on paper, well, how would you bring together six very different people where right. you'd have the, you know, rich, right. you know, snobby guy and you yeah. have you and yet I mean? their stories each did give them a little bit of nuance. It, they had a little bit of depth. You're yeah. right. And and you learn that throughout. And I thought that was an interesting thing about the development of the character in the situation. Yeah, yeah I think it's a well-written movie. I think, yeah, I think the structure and the, 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 the writing is good here. So um, any other thoughts? Before we continue on, no, I think I think that's I think we've covered what comes to mind. Nice. Uh, before we hit our buried treasure, just a reminder: if you want to be a member of Sifpop, you can do that at Patreon, Patreon.com/sifpop. Membership starts at three dollars a month, and you get some pretty fun perks there, including your own podcast feed, where there are bonus episodes of this podcast just for you, as well as a monthly video hangout. Uh, where you can ask questions and all sorts of fun stuff. So go to patreon.com slash siftpop if you want to sign up and be a member uh, and be looking for some really fun stuff from Siftpop in 2019. Uh, and that stuff is able to happen because of the Siftpop members supporting. So thank you for doing that. Really appreciate it. Again, that's patreon.com slash siftpop. Uh, we like to finish with some buried treasure, Matt. What is yeah. one item in 
any area of pop culture that you want to make sure people know about. Yeah, this, this is stretching pop culture a little bit. I would just uh, reference that a friend of mine, uh-huh. I do have friends other than you. I'm offended. I'm sorry. Um, but a friend of mine recommended I read the book, The Now Habit. Uh, I've been putting it off. <laughs> um, <laughs> you read The Now Habit later? Later. That's right. I couldn't get it done. Um, and I... There are many good books out there. What yeah. blows me away I love about that you're talking book. about a book. I think I think we no no no. I'm serious yeah. because it, it, books aren't seen as pop culture anymore. Oh my word! But they are, yeah. and I think we think of you know like fantasy books, you know Lord of the Rings, those kind of things. Maybe is more in that vein. But all reading is a form of entertainment. So yeah. right. So yeah, go on. And this well, anyways, this one's helpful to me. What has blown me away about this book is how slowly I have read it. Because I will reread paragraphs because it is so insightful. That's better than rereading them because you fell asleep while <laughs> reading right. them the first but time, truly, which like, I have done with some books. <laughs> but I, really, I'm rereading paragraphs because I'm like, oh my word! Like, I I don't want to go too fast because there's so much depth. Yeah. In paragraphs of this, that I'm like, I don't want to go too fast. The the kind of the description on it says a strategic program for overcoming procrastination and enjoying guilt-free play. And 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 you I'm know, living truly, that man. I'm <laughs> you're like, yes, guilt-free play. I but, do not feel guilty. Um, but anyways, you know, just just how insightful this is where I'm like, yeah, that describes so many things about, you know, even how I can keep myself very busy and not allow myself to play. Um, and then push things off because I stay busy. And I kind of am aware that I do it, but this really gets into the why would I be inclined to do those things. So anyways, I'm finding this very, very helpful, and so I would recommend Who's the it. author? A uh, guy by, uh, by the name of Neil Fiore, F-I-O-R-E. Um, guy Fiore, the, the chef? No, 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 Neil. <laughs> Neil. Neil Fiore. Well, he's a yeah. guy named Fiore. Fiore or Fiore? Fiore. Yeah, Fiore. And it's called uh, The Now Habit. It's called The Now Habit. Yep. Yeah. So anyways. And if you buy it, then you will now have it. <laughs> See what I, I did go. there? That's nice. See what I did there? That's nice. Uh, my buried treasure is a little bit of log rolling, we call it at the industry. You know what log rolling is? I do, I don't know how you're going to use. I'm going to see how you're going to weave this in. Uh, no, log rolling is when you recommend something that is something you're involved in. Um, oh, so they call it log rolling. Anyways, because you are so involved in log rolling. Uh, there's a new podcast on the CinemaSins uh, podcast network that uh, just launched. I've listened to the first episode, and I'm really excited about it. I really liked it, and I think you might too. Uh, it's called Movies Going on 30, and basically they just go back to the exact weekend 30 years ago and. Talk Talk yeah. about what movies came out that weekend. And, I mean, just movies you never heard of because so right. many movies just go and fall they're, they're, right. by the wayside. And so it's a really interesting conversation. It, it's all, it almost is as close as you get to transporting back 30 years in pop culture and actually kind of seeing what movies come out. So um, I really enjoyed the first one. I think they're that's going to be a great podcast. And then which so. ones have staying power, right? There's right. some that are... Yeah, you'll come up along yeah. you know, some of those 1989 movies. I think there's an Indiana Jones movie that came out in 1989. So, yeah, it'll be it'll be it'll be fun. Um, so, yeah, you can check that out. Uh, you can just search for movies going on 30. However, you get your podcast, you should be able to get it there. Um, 
but yeah, I love it. So I wanted to make sure people knew about it. Well, there you go, Matt. We did a podcast. Logs rolled. How uh, is it your first? It's your first uh, podcast. Well, with just oh, me we and you. Do. We've done we've done some with the guys. With yeah, the group. you yep. you. We were on uh, Shoe the Dough, the, yes. uh, one of the other podcasts mm-hmm. that I do, which we're looking at relaunching yeah. here pretty soon. I've done some in my professional life as well. Oh, a podcast or two. On well, that welcome side. to the welcome to the Sif Pop podcast. Yes. Uh, uh, group of people. Well, what what I'm so excited about is to see the spike in your listenership. Yeah, no, I appreciate uh, because that. Because of this particular one. Thank and, you. Uh, people and will really find out people, you're on it. Absolutely. And, and yeah. so then I'm certain that I'll have an invitation. Don't back stand up. Shortly. Don't stand up, Matt. It gets different <laughs> as soon as you stand up. Life <laughs> changes right. for you. Yeah. But is it okay if just, I stay seated? Yes, Truly. please. Just stay seated. <laughs> I did have somebody come to me last night. And it, it came up to me and said and asked me questions. I was just standing there. Minding uh-huh. my own business. Came up and asked me some questions, blah, 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 blah. Are you in charge? Are you this? Are you that? Are you a critic? No, I am the friend of a critic. I am the <laughs> lowest man in the room. You are right one now. of those people, though, that always looks like they're in charge. That's what she said to me. She said, well, you, and I dressed funny, but that's another discussion for another time. <laughs> you didn't but dress funny. I, I, I wore color. I, and not everybody wore color. So well, I, it is a black tie event. Well, it generally means no color tie-ish. for the guys. Um, I wore a tux that was black. And um, so sometimes I, I'm outstanding. Sometimes I just stand out. I yes. was kind of on the line last night, but um, but uh, but truly, a person came up to me and they began asking me a question. They're like, "Well, you look like you're in charge." You should just run with it. I I I love that. Just, yes, if just I answer the questions night, like you know. Yes, you know, just <laughs> everything will be good. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Thanks so much for joining us today for Sif Pop. It is part of the Studio DNA Podcast Network. You can find out more about our other shows on the network by going to studiodna.media or by searching Studio DNA in your podcast player. Huge thanks again to Matt for hanging out. Thank you so much for being on. Hey, man. It's always good to hang out with you. Great to hang out with you on the podcast as well. Much love and gratitude to our Patreon supporters for giving monthly to make Sif Pop a real thing. Sports starts at three bucks a month and you get access to every bonus episode of the podcast as well some other fun perks including a monthly video hangout also your support will directly help sif pop expand in 2019 to some fun new areas you can find out more information at patreon.com slash lots of ways to connect with the podcast comment rate or leave a review at itunes i would love to see some reviews pop up on itunes in fact we may read some of the itunes reviews uh here soon on the air or you can email us with any questions feedback at sifpop.com and finally if you're having a good time your movie loving friends will probably like the show too so let them know about it and that listening is much easier than playing tarzan on a phone line spoiler chat for movies should be coming up next in your podcast feed and we'll be back next week with some more talk on whatever movies are out next week